0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
2: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
3: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called
4: Impromptu.
2: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
4: <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze.
3: To order today, visit 1-800flowers.com/slash tune in. That's 1-800flowers.com/slash tune in.
5: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, folks. Morning, Dan and Danette. Morning. Here we are. Another day, another Dan Patrick Show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. (laughs) Download. (laughs) But right now, three hours live of the best sports talk on the air. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I
4: love Dan Patrick,
5: oh my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. You don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker.
0: It's good. There we go. It's good.
5: Broadcasting go. from the Mercedes man cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. <laughs>
6: What up, welcome in, this is the Dan Patrick Show Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes Here on Fox Sports Radio Um, We've got a lot of NBA to get to uh, this hour But I, I, before we get to Frank Isola I actually think, Rob, you, you made in one remark You made the argument that's going to keep Julian Edelman out of the Hall of Fame And I don't think it has anything to do with this play Really? Yeah
7: yeah. So you're buying it, what I said to you. No, no, I
6: knew that. I mean, like, look, the, the if it's if it's a 50 50 guy and he got caught with PEDs, and, and I like look, could you make the excuse it's late in his career, you know, he's trying to get back on the field. Like, fine, but he got caught with it, and you know, he popped positive. I, I, you know, I, and it it would be very close, and he probably doesn't get in under reasonable circumstances. And then, you know, the positive PED test, I don't think he gets in. But I, I think the part that many people miss on is all of the other things that help you win are the reason that Julian Edelman, based on his play, would belong into the Hall of Fame. Like, the more you coach, the more you play. If you played, you understand that there are guys that, and Draymond Green is a perfect example. You know, do I think Draymond Green, you can put him on any team in the NBA, he's going to average 25 points? No, no. But, okay, and so if that's what signifies an all-time great to you, he's never going to match up to that. But considering what the Golden State Warriors have needed, will need to, to get there again, the reason they were a dominant team, he was as important a part of it. As Steph was, as Clay was, as Kevin Durant was. There's no question in my mind, and it's not the scoring, it's not statistical rebounding, it's all of the other little things that you do. And for whatever reason, in basketball, we seem to get that more than we do in football.
7: Yeah, I, I just I, I I don't think he ranked. There's so many other players, Doug. I, I hear your point, but his body of work during the regular season is not good enough to consider him one of the all-time greats. It's not the Hall a very good. This is me. I, you know, I'm a baseball Hall of Fame voter. If there's a debate about your career, you're not a Hall of Famer to me. Okay? No, no, when I say when I say, I, I, when I say Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Ken Griffey Jr., I'm not hesitating. I'm not going, uh, yeah, well, may, that 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 to me is where the greatest of great players should be. Not well, you know, he did make that one catch in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did win a Super Bowl MVP despite not having a touchdown in that game. Yeah, uh, you know, those guys to me are should go to the hall of very good. That's just, that's just the way I approach it. I think it should be the best of the best, and Julian Edelman is not the best of the best. Okay. Like, again,
6: that's, that to me is a bit of a different argument than the one that most people make. I I agree with you. The hall of fame should be the all time greats, all time greats, right? And to be an all time great, you have to have been the best at your position for at, at least a year, if not a couple of years. My, I think my argument would be, is there a slot wide receiver in the NFL And to me, it'd be Wes Welker ahead of Edelman because he was far and away the best slot wide receiver in the league for a couple of years and maybe the best that there's ever been. He was the best option route runner, third down wide receiver in the NFL for a good four years there. Mm -hmm. Um, Edelman did a lot of other things. He was also Welker's backup for a while. So I agree with you what Hall of Fame should be, but what they've become is you have the Uber elites. It's like, Look, we'll talk about this with Frank. I saw Jordan is going to present Kobe in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to argue Kobe belongs in the Hall of Fame. But there's lots of other guys in the Basketball Hall of Fame who are really, really good. But like, are you really going to are you really going to put him in? It's like I get it. Tracy McGrady could really score. He didn't. His teams didn't get out of the first round. He wouldn't of get the a playoffs. vote from
7: me. I no, I I, th- I think that. First of all, I think the NBA, Doug, should have its own Hall of Fame. And that's no disrespect. I've been to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield. Uh, I was there a few times when people got in. And, you know, it's a great honor and all that. And I'm not dissing the Basketball Hall of Fame. But the NBA should have its its own. Well, because it, 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 it... Factors in too many things, you know, like uh, your college career. And if that's the case, Christian Laettner should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Christian Laettner was a great college basketball player, player. Maybe not the greatest NBA player or not the greatest NBA player. But from that, if you're going by that criteria and they've put people in who are still coaching and still, still coaching, which is strange. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I don't like about it because you should be retired before they honor you. But... um yeah, I I have an issue with a lot of it because it's longevity and all kinds of other things. Tracy McGrady, for as great of a score as he was, I just I I don't think he's a Hall of Fame.
6: Well, there is a college basketball Hall of Fame, the basketball Hall of I I don't I I don't think the NBA needs to get in the business of their own Hall of Fame, right? But. Um I I agree with you on Christian Leitner. I think he'll be he'll be in the College Basketball Hall of Fame and I think eventually he'll be in the in the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame well, as well. Well, but he
7: was also on the dream team. I'm just saying, like if you, you add on. that up, he, he didn't do much, but he was well, I mean, on the Well he that was team. on it because
6: they had to have one college player and he was the best he was most accomplished college player right. by, by a long shot that was that was available, right? It just it's it's but your your argument is is in fact valid in, in that case. I just look, I, I think Edelman um, you know, part of it is he didn't play, you know, everybody does the Heinz Ward thing. Like, he didn't play nearly as much as Heinz Ward. Like, it's just not. I mean, you know, his, he he basically played seven years. You know, he was a backup for four years. And then the last seven years, like you can't compare with Heinz Ward. But I do think that Heinz Ward is another guy who he, he went from being an outside wide receiver to a slack eye and his blocking the other little things that he did helped you win football games. And that's the whole idea of it is to help you. Who cares what your stats are? Did you help our team win the game? You know? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you didn't have, Maybe so, you can't so, take the top right. so, off a of so, defense. So
7: if that's the case, then Calvin Johnson shouldn't be in. he didn't. He didn't help them Calvin win. Johnson he was got, so
6: incredibly oh, wait minute, but you dominant. Said,
7: what you said? You don't care about stats. You just said, "Well, what? Do you, I don't care about stats." Did you help my team? No, I don't think it's an win? either.
6: I don't think it's an either or argument. I think anybody would say Calvin Johnson's a Hall of Fame. Okay, how many, how
7: many? How many? Uh, how many? How many? stats did Calvin Johnson get in meaningful games in his NFL career. No,
6: no, I'm listen, you I I know this is playing to your it's like a fastball down the pipe to you. I mean, the year he set the record for receiving yards in a season they won four games, Thank right? You. So okay. they were all they were almost all meaningless stats. It doesn't stop Calvin Johnson from being an incredible
7: not, player. I, I I I agree. I watched his career again. You know, I spent 20 years in Detroit. I watched Calvin. He was incredible as a receiver. I'm just saying that you you need to look at a lot of things before you determine, like, you know, like like where he fits in under under what situation was he playing? When and you Doug, you know this as a former athlete, games where you know I remember Lloyd Vaught. Remember him, right? Yeah. Piled up stats with the Clippers, right? And then wound up, and that's no knock on Lloyd Vaught. He's playing, the games didn't matter. They weren't going anywhere, but he piled up stats. You know, a lot of guys, when you're not playing in games that don't matter, could pile up stats. And I think you got to be careful about that. That that's, that's my issue with Matthew Stafford is that the guy was the first overall pick, played 12 years. Never, Doug, one time, one time, you know, where you rise up. And, and win a game for your team that you need, even though the team's not that good. I've seen great players do that, and I, and I didn't see Stafford do that in Detroit. Uh, and and uh, so, so I just look at those things. I'm a stickler. I'm a hard voter. I, a lot of people would be mad if they looked at my ballot, because I just don't believe everybody should be rubber-stamped into the Hall of Fame.
6: No, I'm 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 with you. Uh, Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan, the Danettes. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Like, I, I'll use it. My, my brother's been a college basketball coach for 25 years. And I'll never forget, he got the assistant job. He was at San Diego State when Steve Fisher first got there. He was there for eight years. And they became... A, a a big power program in the Mountain West Conference, and he left to go to the Pac-10. Now the Pac-12, and and coach at Cal, and when he he got to Cal, um, his first order of business was to go find a point guard, and so he went to a place called Finley Prep. And Finley Prep at the time had Tristan Thompson. They had they produced star after star after star, and he went. And he's like, who you know who should I who should I offer? And assistant coach at the time said, the Mexican kid with the with the ponytail. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's awful looking. He's like, yeah, but he wins every game, literally every game. And he said, here's the crazy part. Somebody wants to fight him on the other team every game. And he just keeps kind of playing. Right. And the, the kid's name is Jorge Gutierrez. If you go back and track, Jorge became pac 12 player of the year, played, started four years at Cal and then played in the NBA. He's, he's still kind of bounced around. He's playing a bunch of NBA teams, And Jorge's gift was not... There was nothing special about his jump shot, about his passing, whatever. He just knew how to win games he was tough as hell he guarded his guy he scored when he needed to he passed when he needed to he's just tougher than a two dollar stake. and those are the guys that help you win basketball games those are the guys that help you win football games and it's really hard to explain to somebody statistically that yeah we got this guy and he puts up 25 a night but let me tell you about the guy who actually helps us win games and that's this guy and that's where I, that's where i think he fall he falls
7: uh, that's fair. I just uh, and, and there's a place for that guy, and I appreciate that guy, and I, I totally get it, but he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame.
6: He's Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we're going to get you ready um, for kind of the stretch run of the NBA regular season and try and figure out, try and figure out exactly what the Brooklyn Nets are going to look like. Frank Isola is going to join us upcoming next. We'll have Rob and I will have – a, a little discussion about uh, about the Nets before Frank joins us. Uh, that's next.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next.
4: The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The
2: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry.
0: terms and conditions apply you've
6: put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporting handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure go to tire to get started not sure where to begin use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how what and where you drive choose some full line of yokohama tires Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirec.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires at a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirec.com sports tireac.com, the way tire buying should be
5: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts,
6: Doug Gottlieb, Broad Parker in for Dan and the Danettes here in the Dan Patrick show. Frank Isola will join us in moments. Of course, you're on NBA radio on Sirius XM.
7: Guy I've known for a million years in New York, man, Frank, good man. Um, I, I agree. Where are you on the nets? Uh, they will win the NBA championship. I, I just think they have, it's an arms race. They got so much firepower. All they have to do is be healthy. They're the only ones that can stop them from not winning. And, uh, I I like it. I mean, I think people dug out of the gate when they got Harden. Ah, you know, how's this going to work? There's only one basketball or whatever. And you saw Harden quickly adapted and became a tremendous uh, point guard and and winning even despite them not having all three guys in at once. I I just – I don't see how they lose. Well, I mean, the,
6: the question becomes can they stop anybody? The question becomes all of their other pieces, like those guys can't play 40 minutes. Um, and, you know, but, but can they stop anybody? You know, like there's a reason we we try not to use cliches and one cliche is defense wins championships, but, um, I, I don't, it, it'll be interesting to see based upon who they play against, right? If they play against the Lakers, for example, in the NBA finals, the Lakers are a great defensive team. And they have two incredible offensive—they have a bunch of, actually, offensive weapons. They just haven't—those offensive weapons haven't played together a ton. And how they match up is is fascinating to me, right? So I'm I'm intrigued by this thing. I don't know—I think the good thing for the Nets is they have a longer runway in preparation because the East is just not as deep. And they'll have, in addition to the remaining part of the regular season, as they all, outside of Lamarcus Aldridge, start to get healthy, right? Um, they have more. They have a little bit more time to get ready for, you know, to get ready for the second round of the playoffs than say the Lakers or you know, I, I guess the Lakers or the Clippers, where that first round series feels like it's going to be a little bit more difficult.
7: I, I agree. And the, the first round. I don't know if the Lakers keep falling. Could they play the Clippers in the first round? You Do you know, Doug, right? That, possibly. So, uh,
6: possibly. Like, look, the Clippers are playing great basketball. They've won seven in a row. I, You know, the Clippers have their and, – and, and then there's the do we take – people don't take the Jazz seriously. Do they take the Jazz seriously? Do we take the Suns no, seriously? No, they
7: don't. All those two teams have done is win. They just keep winning, and nobody wants to have that conversation about them. And it's the, uh, you know, yeah, right, okay, yeah, the Suns, you know, no it's just the NBA. The NBA is about four teams, basically, and that's all people want to hear about, and they don't really take anybody else seriously. And, and I, I, I don't know why they couldn't win. I know last year was Utah up, three 3-1 in the first round and then choked it down. Was that against Denver? I think it was Denver in the first round. But they were up 3-1, to one, Utah, and, and lost. Um, so people, you know, oh, that's nice. You had a great year, and then you didn't do anything in the playoffs. It's like the Clippers. Nobody will buy into the Clippers because of the choke job from a year ago, despite what you talked about earlier, which is normally it doesn't come together the first year. It takes a little time. I think they made the right changes. They made the right change, you know, in coach. I think the things that they did and the way that they're playing now, and, and the idea that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could play as awful as they played last year in Game Seven or leading up to that Game Seven, I just don't. I don't think that can happen again. I think All that- right,
6: let's let's welcome in Frank Isola, who does uh, NBA Ready for Sirius XM. He joins us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, um,
1: Frank. Boys, what's up? Rob, have you have you filed a lawsuit yet against LeBron for stealing your idea for the barbershop? Yeah, as LeBron is suing everybody else for that idea when originally it was
7: your idea. You know it Frank. I was doing barbershop sports. A TV show in Detroit 15 years ago. Thank you, Frank. We appreciate. We mentioned that.
1: We mentioned that on radio, Rob. When uh, (laughs) when uh, when LeBron sent Nick Saban a cease and desist letter for like stealing the barbershop idea, I said, "Well, now he actually." Rob Parker's going to send you one because you took his (laughs) idea. I'm always looking out for you, Rob.
7: Thank you, my man. Thank you.
6: Um, Okay, the the Frank the 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 Lakers are starting to get healthy. but do you, do you like this roster for this year and think it'll come together well enough for them to get out of the West?
1: Well, I do think that not having Rondo and not having Dwight Howard could impact them at some point. You know, Dwight Howard was big for them. In fact, he committed that hard foul on Bam Adebayo, which essentially knocked him out of the NBA Finals, and Rondo had a huge impact. Rondo's, you know, the Clippers are 7-0 and since they picked him up. I still think if LeBron is healthy, but that'll be a big question mark. You know, that high ankle sprain... Now that's something that could linger for a while. All it's going to take is one little knock, and that could hurt him. But I heard you guys talk about Utah and Phoenix, and that's the thing you're you're looking at those two you are looking at those teams and they're both playing well. I mean Phoenix won their fortieth game last night, and you know you watch the Laker game and there's LeBron and Anthony Davis resting and you're thinking, yeah, come play our time, that's the team you don't want to play you you I'll take my chances against Utah and Phoenix. The Lakers are the team you want to avoid
7: no doubt what what about the nets uh I like the team. I think they are going to win the NBA championship if they're healthy and they're together. Uh, too much firepower. I know people talk about defense, Frank, but, you know, a lot of these guys you can't stop. You can't touch anybody defensively. I'm not saying you've got to let people get layups at the rim, but, you know, other guys are scoring twos and they're knocking down threes. Where are you on the nets and their chance of winning a championship?
1: Yeah, And, and Sean Marks, he says that he's 100% confident that when game one of the playoffs rolls around, that their guys will be healthy. And obviously he's talking about James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. That's right now, to me, the biggest thing. You know, the other night I did the, I was doing the games in the studio for the Yes Network, and they played Philadelphia. And I couldn't believe that for a game that was for first place in the, not only the Atlantic Division, but really the Eastern Conference, how the the intensity level, I said it was like watching a preseason game. But it, basically going through the motions, and Kevin Durant didn't play, because they're not going to play him in back-to-backs. You know, We all hate it, but Kevin Durant missed over 500 days between you know, getting the Achilles injury and finally playing for the Nets. Then he had all these issues where he kept getting held out of games because of COVID protocol, even though he had tested positive for it in March of 2020, and then he missed two months because of a hamstring injury. So what's the point of playing him now in back-to-backs when the playoffs are going to begin in two months? I think the same thing now is true of James Harden. These opportunities come around very infrequently, and they have a great chance to win the championship, because when the, the three of them have played, it's only been seven games, and they're five and two. And, of course, in one of those games, Durant was pulled off the court at halftime right. because of a, a COVID test. So, you know, they, they've been dominant. And Durant, listen, Durant has kind of reverted back to, you know, getting too worried about what people are saying about him on social media and on TV. But when the dude was playing, I mean, he, he never makes a bad play. He doesn't take a bad shot. He's out there. He's unselfish. He defends. Yeah, he's just such. A, he's in a different class as a player. And if Harden's is going to play like that, and even Kyrie, when he's been around, when he hasn't taken personal days, he's played some of his best basketball. So Frank, I think this I, has been his I just, best. I don't season. see it in the I'm sorry, go ahead.
7: Yeah, I was going to say Kyrie. This is this is. I think this has been his best season. I know he hasn't played all the games, but
6: <sighs> it's just it's just that the problem, Frank, is that like literally you have no idea if he's going to show up for a playoff game. And I mean, just I, well, no one, has, no one is like I'm. Just he guys are just, just not feeling it today. Like, what are you going to say? You you allowed this to take place all year. How are you going to go? Like, okay, now we got to show up. And then you you factor in the not just will they guard anybody, but will they will they be coachable? Right. The the story that I've shared with people is that when he was in Boston, his last series, and they lost to Giannis. Their their defensive scheme was to to switch with everybody except with Kyrie and Kyrie kept switching on Giannis and like challenging Giannis and you can't guard Giannis like what what are you doing like so there's will he show up and will he do what he what they asked him to do
1: yeah and and I th- and I think you know when he was on Boston that series you're talking about all season long when he was struggling his thing was well I just wait for the big stage the big stage and then the big stage came and he didn't play well and then his Press conference after they got eliminated was, well, it's bigger than basketball. Well, hang on a second. Which one is it? You kept right. saying to get ready for the big stage. And, again, I think he's played really well. But your point, and this is what's frustrating, like when he sits up there at the Zoom interview, Zoom conference interviews, and uh, Rob is a former NetBeat writer, myself as well. I don't understand why they don't ask him, Curry. are you getting So the Nets play tonight? And then they go on a three-game road trip, which begins in Miami. He's missed um, two of their last three road trips. Why don't they ask him, are you going to be getting on the plane to be going uh, traveling with the team? And is there a chance you've had some issues where you've had to miss time two weeks in January, a week in March? Is there a chance that you could be in a situation where you may have to miss time during the playoffs? Because, Doug, I agree with you. You you like to think that he's going to be there, but you don't know that maybe there's a chance that he's going to have. If If you have to miss a week during the playoffs, that could be four games that you're missing, and that could greatly impact the team.
7: Frank, where are you on the the, the, uh, MVP race? Obviously, a lot of the guys who you would say, you know, uh, had a shot at it have been hurt. LeBron at one point, um, Harden, uh, 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 Embiid, you know what I mean? All missed significant amounts of time. Who would you pick right now as the MVP?
1: I would probably go with Nikola Jokic, and sometimes it's a little bit by Process of the players eliminating themselves because of injuries. You know, it's funny. Way back when, when we all voted for Carmelo to win the MVP over Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan played 82 games, and if LeBron James had played all 72 games this year, I think if if you didn't vote him number one, he was probably going to confine you and, uh, and you know, <laughs> do something to you. So LeBron was going to be the guy, but now he's to me, he's been eliminated. And Embiid the other night, Embiid was trying to win MVP. Like you could tell that Giannis isn't trying to be the MVP. He missed the six games. Last night, he played 25 minutes. He's not going for it. And B, the other night, I felt like he was. And I didn't even think he was 100% healthy. He wants to win the award, but he's missed 18 games. So if he plays in every game the rest of the way, he's going to be a 54. Jokic has already played in 55 games. So I can't can't vote for a guy who's going to miss 18. And you know he's going to miss probably one or two more games. You're going to vote for a guy that missed 20 games out of a 72-game season? I can't do it.
7: Well, and you know, on the flip side, people – you know some of these uh young uh, I call them fanboy slash sports writers who yep. are saying that because that's where we our business is Frank unfortunately yep. and, and and you know it but LaMelo Ball they want him to be the rookie of the year and he's going to miss the see like like how in the world I know he had a a great start to his career how in the world could he win rookie of the year when he's going to miss three, I, three quarters of the games
1: you're 100% right. And he, to me, was the favorite. And he's had a great year, and it looks like he's going to be a really good player. I, I mean, I don't understand. It's like the one sport, and I think the media plays into it, I think the fans do, where no one puts any value into the regular season. Like it, Even when guys don't play, it's like, well, yeah, he could still win these awards. Right. To be. And, and if you go back, and I said this to Bob Ryan the other day, because Bill Walton won the MVP, and I think he played, like, 54 or 56 games. What were the writers doing that? You're going to Grateful Dead concerts with uh, yeah. Bill Walton and smoking with him? How, how are you going to give a guy the MVP who played less than 60 games in an 82 game season? I don't get it. And I think I, I agree with you, Rob. I just think I think, every, I think fantasy sports has a lot to do with it. And, you know, people just go for the big names. I mean, it has to be about. That's why I think and people think I'm nuts. But how can Donovan Mitchell. I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell should be in the top three, he can't be in the top five. Right, he's been a terrific. His name player, not even mentioned. He, he, he's, I
6: mean, Jokic is going to win this thing, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jokic. Is gonna, um, uh, can, does, can Denver win a series without Jamal Murray? Like we all think Jokic is the MVP, but Jamal Murray was incredible this year, unbelievable in the bubble. He tears his ACL. It feels like that's a team that all of a sudden now you go from I want to play anybody but Denver to you know we could play Denver. It wouldn't be all that bad.
1: Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. Now, I guess there's a chance uh, they might be trying to sign Austin Rivers, but Jamal Murray is, uh, you know, he was having a good year, and their pickup of Aaron Gordon is, you know, he's an athletic guy that could defend on the perimeter. He could do a halfway decent job on on guys like LeBron and Kawhi. As it sits right now, they would be lined up to face the Lakers in the first round. And if Anthony Davis and LeBron came back, I just just don't see it. I, I feel badly for Denver because it looked like they were certainly trending in the right direction, but I I felt like they needed Jamal Murray. I just can't see them winning three playoff series in the Western conference and getting to an NBA finals without
7: him. What's wrong with the Pelicans? They got all these young players. Zion is playing, you know, plays well, uh, but, but they're 25 and 30. They've lost a lot. I know they, they, they've lost a lot of games. Maybe that they, not that they should have won, but it just seemed like they're not that good. Is, Is it, to change in coach and, and adjusting to that, or do they need a veteran presence, or is there too many young guys? What's wrong with the Pelicans?
1: Yeah, I think it's all that what you said, and you know they just don't defend enough, and that's a problem. They have some you know terrific offensive players, and in Brandon Ingram, and certainly Zion, but defensively, and in that and in that conference, you would I mean, you know that they're trying. So Draymond Green comes out and says they have no interest in playing, you know, fighting for the ten seed. And even though Steph Curry's playing like he wants to make the playoffs, you right. you know that the league would love to see New Orleans get into, at the very least, that
7: play-in scenario. So you get Zion that's one of
6: the That's one of the reasons they got invited to the bubble last year to last
7: begin year, with. Last year, right, because they wanted that's New right? Orleans, no doubt about it. No doubt, Doug. And,
1: yep. and that's why I thought, Les, yeah, so they did all this. They get New Orleans down there. And then, you know, poor Alvin Gentry, he's got to play Zion Williamson on a minutes restriction. Then the great thing was this season began – and in, like, one of the preseason games that they had, Zion played, like, 30-something minutes. He played more minutes in a preseason game than he got to play for <laughs> Alvin Gentry as they were going for the playoffs. So I, I don't understand that whole thing. Uh,
6: Doug Olive and Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, Frank Isola joins us, of course, longtime scribe. You hear him on SiriusXM, a- NBA radio. Um, and end of the day, Clippers or Lakers?
1: I'm... Um. I'm still going to go with. Uh, I still have ultimate confidence in LeBron James. I'll probably be rooting for the Clippers because I'd like to see uh, maybe uh, you know Kawhi get there again with that group. To me, there's a lot of pressure on Kawhi. He's, you know, you guys have talked about this before. You know, he's the one that made the move heaven and earth to get Paul George, and you know when it didn't work out, Doc Rivers lost his job. That's the great thing about player empowerment. You don't, you're never held accountable when things don't work out. But Paul George has played well, and this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and
5: gentlemen.
0: terms and conditions apply you've put it off long enough it's time to replace
6: your tires tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporting handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure go to tire to get started not sure where to begin use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how what and where you drive choose some full line of yokohama tires Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirec.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires at a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirec.com sports tireac.com, the way tire buying should be
1: Paul George is in a situation where he's only going to be judged like a lot of these players in the league. Like Kevin Durant's going to be like that uh, this year with Brooklyn. It's only – the only acceptable result is winning. And for Paul George, he's having a great regular season. None of it's going to matter. It's all going to be be, uh, how he does in the playoffs.
7: And and, uh, it would be – if the Clippers – got to get, obviously, to the Western Conference. If they got to the finals, and even if they lost to Brooklyn – I think that you would look at that and feel good about it if you're the Clippers. Obviously, you want to win, but that wouldn't rule out a chance that they could come back the next year and win.
1: Oh, right? I, I agree with that. And, and remember, this organization—they've never been to a conference finals. You would think by accident you could win two playoff right. series. And They've had, you know, the one—the one that they had when they were at the verge of beating Houston a few years back, when Chris Paul was still on the Clippers and uh, Dwight—I think it was Dwight Howard and James Harden—on the Rockets. And they won that game and, and then went, ended up winning the series. And, of course, last year in the bubble when they are up 3-1 on Denver and couldn't get the deal done.
6: Frank, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, gl- glad you could be a part of it. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in the, real, uh, the near right, future. All right, guys. Yep. Good talking to you guys.
1: Take care. All, All right, right, Frank. Frank Asso-
6: Isola at the Frank Isola, host of the starting lineup on Sirius XM NBA Radio. All right, coming up next. Wow. The GOAT or the Diesel? Find out who's presenting Kobe Bryant into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. That's next on The Dan Patrick Show.
5: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts,
4: The late great
7: DMX.
4: At
6: least we, we didn't go a, with X, gonna give it to you. I mean, I
7: found out something mm. about DMX, the late DMX, that made me smile, Doug. Okay. He's a Golden Girls fan. He was, I should say. He was a Golden Girls fan. Did you see Gabrielle Union? put on, uh, I think it was Twitter or whatever, was a little story about him and how they used to watch the Golden Girls in his uh, trailer or whatever, and he, she said he was fully engaged in the show, laughing and enjoyed it. And if you've never seen the show, I know people think it's crazy uh, that I'm so into that show, but it is a well-written show with great, and I know the show's been off the air for almost 30 years, but it's, have you ever watched it, Doug? Yeah, I watched the Golden Girls. But, great I mean, show. this is like 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like 20, years, it. 20 years ago. I still watch it. It's a, I know. White's you went on the alive. Golden Girls cruise. I did last year. <clears throat> excuse me. Right before the pandemic hit, Doug, I was on the boat. In, in uh, Who goes on a cruise? You went on a it, cruise. It was great. The Golden Girls cruise, people dressed up. There was music. There was cheesecake. I mean performances. It, it was a fun time. I got to admit, it was like a four day cruise, four or five day cruise. And, uh, you know, I, it, it was, I, I know I, there's a couple TV shows that really connect with me. And I don't know why that show connected with me. Obviously, I don't uh, look like anybody on the cast. I have nothing in common with the characters, but that tells you about comedy. And I always say this, funny is funny.
6: No, funny funny is funny, and it's a funny show. I mean, like, look, in the pantheon of great shows of that era, I don't think it's—it's it's not Cheers, right? It's not— It's better
7: it, than Cheers. What are you saying? Stop it. Stop. 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 What is, stop. My two stop. favorite shows, The Odd Couple with Jack Klugman and Tony yep. Randall yep. and The Golden Girls. Those are my no, two I, I know. shows. I
6: know those are your favorite shows. It's not funny than Cheers, and— and you're allowed to have your opinion, but your opinion in this case is wrong. It's it's not that not that big a deal. Um, I just got a, an invite for the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame, and I, oh, nice. to me, it's because not to, to go, but not not to be in it, but to to go watch my my late coach Eddie Sutton finally got in, and uh, obviously we couldn't be more excited. But then there's kind of this bonus. So Kobe Bryant, late great Kobe Bryant, is going to go into posthumously into the Hall of Fame as well. And he's going to be presented by Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Now, there's a lot of talk of it should have been Shaq, okay, or should it have been Jordan. Obviously, they selected Jordan. Is that the right call?
7: I think it's the perfect call because Kobe wanted to be Michael Jordan. I can remember listening to sound on the radio of Kobe talking, Doug, and thinking it was Michael Jordan. Like, the way he walked, the wristband on the elbow. I mean, he wanted to be a mini MJ, a clone. He studied Michael Jordan. It was amazing. I mean, I think that's the right choice. And I know Shaq uh, and him, of course, won the three championships and had a relationship. Sure, it was strained at the end, but they had a friendship and, and they did special things together. And Shaq wouldn't have been a a bad choice either, but I think Michael is the right choice. I really do because he he wanted to emulate he wanted to be michael
6: yeah Where people do for people do forget his first six five six years in the n b a he walked like him, he talked like he, him, he clearly right? wanted to be Jordan, yes, and then he emulated his game, and so i I think it makes complete sense Com- complete complete sense and um yeah i i i mean. You don't get much more star power than that. And I think Jordan's remark of when Kobe died, a part of me died at his memorial service. I think, I think that resonated with people. And I think people were like, wait, wait, Jordan and Kobe were that close. I got to hear more. And I, I think it's, it's really interesting You know, Michael Jordan's own Hall of Fame speech went over so poorly. Do do you remember what he did in his Hall of Fame speech? Yes, he
7: trashed everybody who doubted him. It was, it it was, it was. It was uncomfortable. It was tacky. I'm just going to call it It what it is because you don't need to do that, you you know, like to call out your high school coach who cut you. Really, Doug? (laughs) Is that, that, it's just not necessary. You could just talk about you overcame obstacles. No, he flew down the guy who beat him out. Throw him down! Yeah, yeah. unbelievable.
6: Throw him down! <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yes. I'm gonna fly him down and point out that this guy, when I was 15, he was better than me. When I was 16 and 17, I was better than him and everybody. And by the time I was 17, I was better than everybody else, really, in the country. And he became a McDonald's All American. Like, yeah. So my my point though is for for Jordan, like this could be the culmination of an unbelievable year for Michael Jordan. I mean, th- think about it for a second. We had during the during the uh, pandemic, during the complete lockdown, right? The only thing on TV that people were like, "Give me more of that! Give me, give me, give me, give me more!" It saved us, Doug. What was right? was the last dance? Yeah, yep. we were. i saved us in radio. Yes, he and Tom Brady changed places it. completely. Um, so uh, yeah, so so you had that. Then they draft Lamelo Ball. Granted, Lamelo Ball is hurt now.
7: But obviously that was a, a home run as a draft pick, because he's had so many swings and misses with his draft picks that this is could finally be he got it right. Yeah, and I believe he sold off some of the equity
6: in his team, but maintained the majority stake. So basically, like just kind of cashed in on some of the inflated value of the team and still you know owning and running uh, the the Charlotte Hornets. And then you then then the chance to be a human being right in front of the world, be a human being and talk about your relationship with Kobe Bryant and how it felt to have a guy come into the league and want to be literally like want to be you. Want to walk like you, talk like you and be you and ultimately come over to your. And now he has Kobe's shoes are more synonymous, honestly, with basketball. Jordan's brand is bigger, but in terms of basketball shoes, it's the most worn basketball shoe I believe not just in the NBA but in basketball he his shoe and and Kyrie's shoe you know to come over to Nike from Adidas have your own shoes uh, but be part of kind of that Jordan family do what Jordan did and and obviously you know then he passed away after a glorious career I think it's it's an incredible moment for Michael Jordan and a chance to do over what he did when he was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame.
7: The, the other thing too, I, I I like, is that people didn't know how close they were or like the the, the backstories, the conversations, and and I think that that's good from this standpoint, Doug. When you have a friendship or whatever, you don't have to broadcast that to people. People don't, you know what I mean? Like who your pal is or your buddy. It's just natural. It's organic. It it doesn't have to be flaunted or. And so a lot of people were surprised at how close they really were and you know and, and and what happened. I think that's I think that's neat that that we really didn't know. It wasn't on front street. It was just genuine and and I think you're right when somebody wants to be like you like that, how do you not embrace that guy? I I don't I don't well it it's um. imitation
6: is the most sincere form of flattery, but still there is a, if you remember the, the famous footage from the all-star game where Kobe was a rookie, was trying to, you know, come at everybody and Jordan kind of laughed him off. Like at some point there was begrudging respect and then there was just outright respect. And, and then there was friendship and admiration. Like I'm, I'm interested to hear the journey of those two and how they, how they came to be.
7: Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, that, that people don't want more, but I'm saying that while it was going on, nobody knew. That that it wasn't paraded out Correct. to be like that that that's all. I Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't like when the that. I
6: don't like when the friendships are paraded when they're Do you just you know like, what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like like yeah, when it's like
7: fake. Yeah, it's it fake. Just like, well fake. Hey, we're both in guys public. Are right. Yeah. Okay, we get it, right. We don't need you, that.
6: You know what felt like that? Magic and Isaiah felt like that.
7: Okay. There you go. There's an example of that. Where they, like, do you have to well kiss known. it?
6: Do you have to kiss it mid-court on the cheek? During By the way, the the side kiss. At, it was the NBA Finals. The side okay. kiss. Like of the of the things that we should agree to <laughs> eliminate coming out of COVID. Right. The world has has opened up. The side face kiss thing. I, I I want I want to vote on on you want to do it on Twitter. Right. Are you in a favor or not in favor? Of doing away with the side kiss thing. Because right now you can go like, hey, COVID. Hey, COVID. Right. Like, yeah, I'm vaccinated.
7: So you're I- vaccinated. I- I'll give like, you this. Yeah. I've seen old shows of the Carol Burnett show that used to be on CBS. And strangers would come out of the audience with stuff to give her. Doug, she would, everybody who came up on the stage, whether it was a, a, a actor who was going to be on her show that night or somebody from the crowd kissed in the lips, in the mouth. It was unbelievable. Someone would walk up off stage and say, hey, Carol, can I have a kiss in the lips? Total strength. On the
6: lips. On the lips. Yeah, on, on the lips. lips. I'm sorry. On the, on the, on you know what I
7: mean. Sorry about
6: that. Well, did you have a Carol Burnett thing that was, like, making you jealous? No, was there a Carol Burnett no, thing for you? It was I mean, just, I mean, it listen, if you so want to share, it's just me and you talking, Rob Parker. No, it's just – no, nice.
7: it was just – uh, it was Watching interesting an old show and it was interesting and you remember uh, uh, the people richard used to dawson. smoke
6: on people used to smoke on set like the whole thing is completely
7: how we how how we talk
6: yeah it was it was
7: different Fam- family field do you remember uh, uh, richard dawson used to kiss the women in the lips yeah oh no he rob does
6: lips. have cable rob has cable <laughs> you don't watch these shows on regular tv <laughs> what do you watch like oh, you this is, this what is I what I you watch? watch.
7: Golden Girls, the Carol Burnett show, like what? And Perry Mason every day. I watch Perry Mason every day. Now look, you're that you're that you've become I'm that, that guy. old guy. You're that yes. old guy. You're that guy. The only things uh, I watch are sports, Nick at night, news, Nick at night, and, and and reruns like like old classic shows. I I stopped the last regularly scheduled television show, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I watched every week was Seinfeld, and that's been off twenty years. No, it's, but it's still
6: funny, but no, no streaming shows like the no. the, the, the why I have streaming, but I've never Bad, watched it and the, I have it. I've never watched and, it. And, and, and S and S Creek. We, I can't, I, even though it's not spelled that way, I can't right. say S Creek. Like you, you, those shows don't appeal to you.
7: I know. I know what they are. I've seen the commercials and all that. I have the. Streaming stuff on my newfangled television. Newfangled television, yes. Right, but I've never smart watched. Smart TV is it. Smart smart, okay, smart, smart that it's TV. Called? You never watched? You. Never, never watched watch. like
6: Jack Ryan. You never watched, uh, it's a new, new show that, that some are saying is like the new Wire. Nothing. Nothing. You know, n- nothing?
7: Perry okay. Mason, 9 a.m. and 11.30 every night. I watch both of those. You watch, you
6: watch. Actually, actually, he still calls it the clicker because it still clicks when he changes the channel. <laughs> my, my son asked me like, "Why clicker, do they call it the? Right? Why do you call it the clicker?" I was like, "Well, when we were kids, you used to press it and it would actually click." Click, right? He's like, "You're the oldest human being on Earth." That's 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 what he told you. All right, upcoming next, NFL players are sticking their feet in the ground and they're not moving. But what's this all about? We'll get to it next with uh, Ancient Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com tune in.